0: Hey guys, before we jump into this week's video, I wanna share about an ebook I made for you. This is an absolutely free resource that I created to talk about faith and innovation. I believe if you are a Christian watching this, we should be innovators, not just early adopters, not late adopters, not never adopters, but innovators, people who are true change agents. So you can go to the link in the description download this free ebook, and I believe it'll be a resource for you to ignite change in whatever context you're in. So go to the link right now. Let's jump into this week's video. Well, hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Conversations. I'm super excited about this week's topic. We're going to be talking about excellence. We're going to talk about excellence in the church. There's plenty of other, obviously, practical ways that we can apply excellence, whether that is in your workplace, in your home. And the reality is, is if you are an excellent person. You carry a spirit of excellence. It carries through your whole life. So a lot of the things we're going to be talking about today can very much apply to you being at home, you being at work, you leading in the church, regardless of where you're at, these things apply to you. So we're going to be talking about excellence as far as being a Christian, why we should carry a spirit of excellence, honestly, jumping into really the signs of fake excellence and even the signs of real excellence as we go on. So thank you so much for watching this video. Hope you stay. the course, throughout the whole video, we're going to jump in and get insanely specific about things because a lot of times what I've seen anyways is we don't know how to define things. So most of the time, excellence, in my experience, is a value. It's a value in a Christian's walk. It's a value of a pastor's life. And it's a value that you would see on a church's wall or their website. The thing is with that, though, just because it's on the wall or just because you say you have it does not mean you truly have it. In this video, I'm going to give you actual practical things to look for. And the first sign of change is self-awareness. And in this, in this video or this audio podcast, I'm not trying to get you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. The reality is I want you to learn and be self-aware to say, man, we really are carrying the spirit of excellence or the opposite man, we say we are, but we truly are not. So wh- why do we even care about this? Like, let's let's just jump into that. Like, what's, what's the whole purpose of excellence? Why do we do this? The, the reality is God is the essence of excellence. Throughout scripture, you can see whenever God touches something, whenever God gives instructions or order to his people, there's always insanely specific details, and he always gives again order and clarity. Usually, when excellence is involved with something, it has something to do with order and clarity. So you can see in Exodus through thirty-nine. I was looking at this this morning. Every single step God gave Moses to set up the tabernacle. It was insanely specific. There was exact instruction. Why did God set this in order? Why did God give Moses such specific instructions? Here's why. His people were going to be there. Whenever God's people are going to be in a place, there needs to be excellence. And you could even see this through the pattern of creation. Everything God touches, he creates, has excellence obviously with god comes perfection we can't strive for that we'll talk about that later but his people were going to be there and for us to be insanely specific that's how god shows up by the way god shows up in a in a spirit of excellence he shows up in a place of peace of clarity of again not craziness not hec- hectic and this dis- this doesn't mean that maybe your design of your church or your your worship service doesn't have to be quiet and still. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when God's presence is there, there's always a spirit of excellence because he's there and his people are there. So for God to be there, we know that where two or more gathered, his presence is there. Cool. Now, for us to take accountability of that and say, man, if God is there and his people are there, we should genuinely care about the details. Excellence says, I see the details. But even farther, a spirit of excellence says, I can attach that detail to a person. So just as God's meticulous instructions for the setup of the tabernacle in Exodus reveals, God is the embodiment of excellence. Our pursuit of excellence reflects our commitment to honoring the divine standard set before us. We have a divine standard from a divine creator. He's given us a standard because he's embodied it and modeled it all throughout scripture all throughout even the walk in the person of Jesus, you see a person of excellence. Yes, he's a person of perfection, which we are not, but perfection is not excellence. There are two completely different things, and he is obviously a paradox. So he is both. We are not. Well, mediocrity isn't attractive. Mediocrity may be tolerated, but it should be never celebrated. And again, we our hope anyways, is that we actually carry a product that is, has a spirit of excellence, carries excellence throughout it. So striving for excellence isn't just being about meeting expectations of your leader. It's actually surpassing them. So maybe the bare minimum is 10 hours a week of preparation. You do 15 because you know God's people are going to be there, which means I need to be prepared as... Possible. Let our commitment to excellence be a beacon that attracts others to the transformative power of our community. Let's let's let excellence speak. I've said this in so many different podcasts. I think this is episode 73, by the way. But excellence speaks. You walk into Disney, you walk into Chipotle, you walk into Chick-fil-A, there is excellence. Excellence says, I have prepared a place for you. You matter here. And just because you matter means that I'm going to be more intentional with every step along your journey within this space. And again, that should be the church. We should be a place that prepares a place for its people and goes above and beyond. So mediocrity isn't attractive. Nobody is being attracted by subpar services, subpar preaching, subpar leading, subpar pastoring. And again, that's not honoring God, by the way. You want to honor God, care about His people so much so that you give your heart and soul into the details. So uh, mediocrity is not attractive. Accountability and volunteers. So we we tend to give a lower bar standard for volunteers because we have a fear, anyways, of losing them. And just so we're we're clear here, you should not have a fear of losing volunteers. Even the thought of, man, I'm afraid we're going to lose volunteers probably is two signs for me. One, you're not actually intentional with them enough to say, man, even if God sends you somewhere else, the spirit you carry will go to that church and follow you there. And the other side of it, man, God always replaces people and things that you release. We, We say that all the time, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. It's, yes, has to do with finances, but just as much as the the people that are in our world, the people in our lives, the people in our churches, man, you can really point to somebody's heart and insecurity when they're trying to hoarder people. We're not, We're not owners of people. We are just stewards of whoever God gives us. So with all that to say, just because you have volunteers does not mean they should not have a standard. There's a standard of excellence. Not just with your staff, not just with yourself. That just sounds like a personal conviction of excellence, which is fine. You should have that. And your responsibility as a leader is to help people keep a standard and set the standard by modeling it. So accountability starts with you. And then it actually starts with being accountable, like actually holding people to a standard. Hey, these are our standards. If you cannot hold up to that, that is okay. We have a place for you. It just might not be here in this position. So if a role doesn't align with someone's strengths, if they're saying, hey, I'm not willing to grow into carrying excellence, if they're not willing to grow into that, it's okay. Let's reevaluate and redirect because we want to foster a, a culture of growth and fulfillment within our mission. So again, don't lower your standard for volunteers. They actually want that, by the way. They want a high standard. They want to be a part of something that is excellent. And every time you lower that bar, now your consistency across the board is gonna be lowered. It's not just in one category. They're not over here and saying, oh my gosh, this is great, but this isn't bad. This is our discipleship and development isn't as bad. No, excellence speaks to everything. Excellence has the details in your discipleship courses, in your small groups, in your services, in your preaching, in your connection, in your in-service culture, all of that stuff is involved with excellence. So again, hold your people accountable, set a standard, write it on paper, and consistently talk about it. Not out of a condemning way, not out of like a power way, but always point it back to why. Why are we excellent? Why do we care about the details? Why are we accountable to God, yes, and to each other for the way we carry ourselves within the context of the church? It's because people matter and because we matter and the way we carry excellence honors God. So I, I've been thinking about this a lot because I yes as, just as much involved with the church and in business world and the entrepreneurship journey. And you notice how businesses, tech companies, brick and mortars, small businesses, large businesses, they all get reviewed by their level of excellence. So the business's commitment to excellence always equates to their reviews. You think about their online reviews, you think about the way people think about them, you think about the way people talk about a restaurant that has horrible service and their food isn't good and it's a dirty bathrooms versus, like I said, a Chick-fil-A who you know you're going to get quality service, you're going to get quality food and everything's going to be clean. Those type of people, you tend to go to those places more. And just as much as being in the, in the spirit of carrying weight of being a pastor and a, and a leader in a church, we should care about the details because we are being reviewed. I'm not saying we should do any of this bec- for people. It's because of people we care about this. But at the end of the day, God did not call you to preach to empty pews. God did not call you to preach to an empty church. He said, he's going to build his church through you, and it's your responsibility to do so. If he didn't need you to build the church, you wouldn't be alive, and I would not be alive either. He's using you to build his church, build his kingdom, and it's our responsibility to care about the details. And again, people are thinking about it. People are getting out of their car in the parking lot. And they're already thinking about it, not out of a negative, like gotcha way, there are people like that. And that's not who you were talking about. We're talking about the person who is married and they have a newborn and they're getting out of their car. They don't know where kids is. There's no signage. There's not clarity. The parking is the parking flow is not even correct. They're already thinking, man, this is chaotic. Now their spirit and heart is not prepared and even their mind is not clear for the message they're about to receive. So again, if businesses can care about details, so can the church. We should actually be way ahead of the businesses. We should be way ahead of entrepreneurs. We should be way ahead of everything because we have the actual source to everything. So excellence shouldn't just be an internal goal. It's a reflection of our dedication to create an environment that resonates with both our congregation and the broader community of our cities. So, And I I hinted at this before, but excellence is not perfection. So excellence is not synonymous with perfection. We acknowledge there's no such thing as a perfect church, perfect event, perfect person. However, we embrace the challenge of being the best version of ourselves. It's not a competition with others, but a commitment to constant improvement, learning, and evolving. You should be competing against yourself. You should be competing against the service you had last Sunday, not out of a numbers game or not out of a fruit game of salvations or life change, but genuinely the service. Man, was my message better than last week, this week? Am I learning and applying the things that I made a mistake on when I led worship or I'm holding a door or I'm serving in kids? All of those things we should learn and apply our mistakes. And just as much as our opportunities, we we'll just talk about the SWOT, like S W O T strength, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Strengths, weaknesses are external, opportunity threat are internal. And just as much as all that stuff matters, it doesn't matter if you don't apply it. Like we should actually be getting better. And again, you don't have to be perfect, but you do need to get better. You as a person and your organization or team. So we're not, we're not using the language of perfection. We're not seeking perfection. We're not even pointing out the opportunity to be perfect. But, but excellence is a standard and that means we can get better every single time we meet together so I want to jump into some signs of fake excellence so just like we talked about there there are a lot of people there are a lot of organizations who say that man we're, we're all about excellence here the reality is you might not actually be about excellence you might just be about being okay and being good and that's fine but in this video I want you to actually receive these 10 things I'm about to list and say man this is something that I can grow in and as an individual, I'm not going to blame other people for doing this. I can just p- take personal ownership. By the way, a leader doesn't see problems. They see solutions. You want to be obsessed with problems. Don't be a leader. As a, a leader is always thinking about how to solve the problems. And that's what you think about. That's why they're sitting up late. Want, their mind is wandering because they're thinking about how to solve things, not just soak in problems or not just Gossip and talk about problems. We want to actually be the solution here. So, signs of fake excellence: consistency, consistently late. If deadlines are repeatedly missed without valid reasons, it undermines the reliability and trustworthiness associated with true excellence. Punctuality is an integral part of demonstrating commitment and respect for others. Times if you're always late to meetings, always late to church, and it might not be physically late, but maybe the the assignment that you've been given is late. You're not a person of excellence. You're not. Those things point back to, the reality is, this is just like the blunt truth, you don't value whatever you're doing more than whatever you're putting your time to. Because no matter what, you can always point back to what you value to your time. I would rather have a person on my team be more honest and just say, hey, I wanted to go to the beach today. I don't want to do that. Because that's actually what your mind and your heart is pointing to if you didn't do something, you chose to do something else. Especially if it's a standard Again, your consistency late, you are not a person of excellence, it is fake excellence. Deadlines are repeatedly missed, again, you're showing up late, you're not on time. Punctuality demonstrates, man, I'm committed to the mission and I value and respect other people's time. Superficial engagement, mere attendance without active participation or genuine interest may give the appearance of involvement, but it falls short of depth required for true Excellent. So authentic engagement involves active contributions and sincere investment. Okay, so just because you're there does not mean you're actually there. Just because you showed up, yeah, that's step one. Thank you for showing up. That's what we ask people who are just attending our church. Those are our guests. But if you're a leader, especially if you're a staff member or a person who is carrying weight within the organization, be there, but actually be there. A value that you hear all the time on TikTok, online, is where, wherever my feet are, I'm there. Yes, and it's, all, it's a mind thing. And it's a heart thing. You got you to attach your mind to your heart when you're there. Just because you're there does not mean you're engaged. A person who carries excellence is a person who is engaged. They're thinking about, man, there are people who don't know Jesus within this church building, at this service. I'm going to be engaged I'm gonna lock in, I'm gonna worship, I'm gonna carry whatever I want the rest of my team to carry, I'm gonna carry it today and I'm gonna be incredible at it. So don't carry superficial engagement. That is not a person of excellence. Last minute preparation. Let's talk about last minute preparation. Relying on last minute efforts instead of consistent, thorough preparation is a sign of fake excellence. True excellence demands a commitment to sustained readiness, ensuring that challenges are met with well-prepared approach i love listening to podcasts and watching videos of people in the military i love our military i love i love people who are willing to serve in any capacity and for people to put their lives on the line for other people i believe is one of the most highest honorable things you could ever do so you think about the military and they get called into a mission but they did not prepare the missions tomorrow night and they haven't even looked at the maps they haven't they haven't talked to each other they haven't talked about their flow of close quarters combat. They haven't talked about anything like that. They didn't have any of their ammunition or anything that they have. They're just hoping that it shows up and last minute they're trying to get everything there. That's not preparation. Preparation says I'm going to stay ready. And there's there's a consistency that happens when we actually care about the mission. Last minute preparation is not excellence. Meeting deadlines, but quality suffers. So Simply meeting deadlines at the expense of quality raises concerns about the authenticity of excellence. True excellence encompasses both timely delivery and a commitment to maintaining high standards. So that's that bar we set, that standard, we should be exceeding that bar, not barely getting by it or even not hitting it. Just because you made the deadline does not mean the quality is still there. Take initiative, which is the last one, lack of initiative. Waiting to be directed without taking initiative reflects a passive approach Inconsistent with true excellence. Authentic excellence involves a proactive mindset where individuals or teams actively seek opportunities to contribute and improve. So are you actually seeking out opportunities to make everything you touch better? And it might not be your specific area, by the way. It actually might just be something that you see. Do, do it, make it better. That's great, we love that and we celebrate that. And if you're in an environment that doesn't celebrate that, they're the problem, you are not. Hold on the podcast, but lack of initiative. You need to take initiative. If you're a person of excellence, you take initiative. You're gonna say, "I see something that nobody else sees. I'm gonna be the solution to it. I'm gonna make it better." So let's jump into signs of true excellence, and then we'll wrap up here. Consistent meeting of deadlines. A track record of consistently meeting deadlines communicates dependability and genuine commitment to respecting the time constraints of projects. In. Colleagues, are you consistently meeting deadlines? At the end of the day, we all have deadlines. We're doing a job, by the way. You're getting paid to do a job. You're not getting paid to wander around a building for 40 hours a week and just talk to people. Do a job, seek your deadlines, make it better. Proactive contribution, actively engaging in discussions, suggesting improvements, willingness, taking on additional responsibilities exemplifies a level of dedication that goes beyond the superficial True excellence thrives on a proactive and constructive approach. We are not reactive. When we see a problem and then we solve it, sometimes that actually is a reaction, not a response, and not proactive. A proactive person picks up the patterns of a future problem and solves it before it's a problem. That's somebody who cares about excellence. You can make this as practical as you want, by the way or as big and spiritual as you want, it still stands true. If you want to be a person of excellence, be proactive. Get there early, as practical as you want, but then as global and spiritual as you want. Man, are you preparing your heart for a service? Are you preparing your heart to serve? Are you preparing your heart for a small group? Those things matter more than you know. Thorough preparation. A commitment to thorough and consistent preparation showcases a dedication to achieving the highest possible standards. True excellence prioritizes being well-prepared to navigate challenges effectively. There's really three buckets of excellence in my opinion. You're on time, you're engaged, you're prepared. So no fake engagement, you're gonna be there wherever you are, your heart and mind and soul is there, but you're prepared, like you're actually prepared. Preparation says I truly do care about the guest. Because our whole, our whole thing here, by the way, is to help people understand the person of Jesus. And we're setting up barriers, by the way, when we're not excellent for them to not encounter Jesus. When we do carry a spirit of excellence and care about the details and we're prepared, people can genuinely walk in and not get hangups. So, for example, parking lot flow is an example. Kids check in. Is it in the right area? Is the coffee prepared? Are the people in the places they need to be when people show up? Are you guys wrapping up a meeting when people, when guests start to show up? That's not good. That's not healthy. Imagine you're coming over to my home for the first time. And my wife and I, we open the door and our home's not clean. The food isn't even ready. We got to go to the grocery store and pick it up. Can you just stay here and watch my dog for a bit while I go to the grocery store? And again, life happens for sure, but if you have a standard of something, if we have a standard of hospitality, people should walk into our home and our home is prepared for you. There's already food being cooked because we know that when you walk in and smell the food being cooked in your mind, you go, oh, dinner's almost ready. They care about me and our conversation and our meal. So again, be thorough in your preparation. Have the proper chairs set out. Have the mics checked have the batteries in the microphones checked. I've been in so many services in my life where a microphone goes out and I know it points back to a lack of preparation. So last two here, balanced speed and quality. Striking a balance between meeting deadlines and delivering high quality work demonstrates a nuanced understanding of excellence. It's not just about the speed, but about delivering the precise and care of whatever you're doing. So again, it's both, it's speed and quality and timing. So Conor McGregor says this timing beats speed, precision beats power. You can apply that to the fighting game, obviously, but it very much so works in the spirit of excellence, man. Timing beats speed. Just because you got something done fast doesn't mean it's done right. And just because you think something has a lot of weight to it or it's incredible, doesn't actually mean you're hitting the target of where we're going. So we need to balance speed and quality. And, and as you practice, again, I just read a book this morning and it's talking about the 10,000 hours. As, as people, we, we've heard this a, a thousand times. You've heard it, you've read it in books, you've watched it on videos. Man, just do something for 10,000 hours and you'll be excellent at it. You'll be a professional. You'll be, you'll be a high achiever in that specific area. It's actually kind of right, but also kind of wrong. Because if you do 10,000 hours of the wrong thing, you're not actually going to get the right result. And if you do something 10,000 hours bad, doesn't make you good at it. You need to actually be able to take it and grow and learn. So speed and quality are nuanced and they work together. And that is a person of excellence. Last one here, passion and commitment. Exuding passion and deep commitment to the task or mission at hand reflects genuine engagement. True excellence is marked by a positive and motivated demeanor that inspires others to strive for their best. All we're asking for is for you to give your best. Your best might not be the highest standard. That's okay. That's why there's structure. If there's no structure and there's no clarity and no rules, again, and standards, it's going to be really hard to be able to build something and scale something. The level of potential in your scalability has everything to do with your systems in place and your structures. Your systems deliver the mission so just because you have a great idea does not mean you're going to get there because you don't have the practical things along attached to it just as much as the structures you need to have people reporting to somebody this is who you report to this is who I report to this is the the flow of communication this is who we are but again it goes back to passion and commitment man do I actually have a deep conviction that if nobody else shows up next Sunday I will be there If nobody's going to set up the chairs straight, I will set the chairs up straight. If nobody's going to take the garbage out, I will take the garbage out. Nobody's going to preach, I'll be there and I'll preach. Again, that's somebody who cares about the house and cares about the commitment of the mission going forward. And again, true excellence is marked by a positive and motivated demeanor. Are you a positive person? Are you motivated or do people need to motivate you? You're waiting for somebody else to give you positivity or encouragement. Why don't you be a person who encourages others? If you're, again, and and you're sitting there you're complaining about it rather than being the solution or being the problem that you see. Man, nobody's encouraging here. Why don't you be an encourager? Man, nobody's positive. Everybody's so negative. Why don't you be a positive person? And again, it's it's taking personal ownership. Again, it starts with self-awareness, takes ownership and takes change and innovation. That's a person who's gonna always have people around them. It's gonna be a person who always has a healthy environment and is a healthy person. So again, we just need to strive for our best. We need to strive for, as a team unit, what is our best, what is our standard, and how can we meet that consistently? I had, I had a friend and a leader tell me once, you're not really great at doing services or running services you can't do the excellent standard three weeks in a row. That involves every single detail. Just And one thing might m- mix it up and it's not good. That's okay. Let's Let's innovate. Let's take notes and get better next week and we'll try again once we hit 3 weeks in a row of an on point excellent experience for people we know we're actually hitting the standard of where we want to be because consistency always wins you want to be you want to be great you want to be the best leader you want to have the best followers be consistent you want to be taken serious in this journey be consistent so i hope this helps you again excellence says I care about the details because the details are attached to a person. You want to be a leader. You want to lead a meeting about excellence. Again, you probably should carry excellence. Don't talk. Don't talk about excellence if you have a nasty, dirty room. You don't wash your clothes. You don't carry yourself in a, in a place of man. I truly do care about the details because it is attached to person. Again, I, I believe these will help you. I believe if you do a little self inspection and reflection and thinking about, man, are these the, the signs of fake excellence? Are those things that I need to work on? Or man, I'm hitting, I'm hitting all five of those. And I'm I'm hitting two of the true excellence, man. It, and again, it just starts with self-awareness. You're truly at the, at the beginning phase of your leadership journey. If you're not self-aware, self-awareness says, man, I know me more than other people know me. I know my blind spots. I know the signs You know, the warning signs of when I'm getting unhealthy and when I'm healthy, always care about the details again, because people matter. And again, if God embodies excellence, it is our responsibility to take scripture, apply it to our context and grow and innovate, because that's how God has wired us. We're made in his image. He is a God of excellence. He is a God. Again, he's a God of perfection. We're not of perfection hence the whole gospel. But our responsibility is to take ownership of his house and know, man, nobody else is going to be there. I'll be there and I'm going to be the best I can be because it honors God and it honors humanity by caring about the details. Thank you so much for watching this video or listening to this podcast. We love making this content for you guys. I think we're in like 65 different countries, reaching thousands of people across the world. It's been so much fun. I believe that this content is truly designed to help you. This is this content is designed to serve you. And if we can do anything for you, let us know. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, all the things, and we'll see you next week.